Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. I just want to say a quick thank you to everyone who listens and shares and likes and reaches out um, and does the little hand clappy thing on here. It really encourages me um, that people are listening and people are enjoying it, like that the word of God's really going forth and bringing forth transformation in people's lives, which literally anytime the word goes forth, that's what happens. So um, I'm going to start today. I want to talk about Jesus feeding the thousands. Um, I'm going to read in John 6 verses 5 through 11. Um, so it, it talks about in here, it says, um, I'll start verse 5. It says, Jesus soon saw a huge crowd of people coming to look at him. Turning to Philip, he asked, where can we buy bread to feed all these people? He turned testing Philip. He already knew what he was going to do. Philip replied, even if we worked for months, we wouldn't even have enough money to feed them. Then Andrew, Simon, uh, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. There's a young boy there with five barley loaves, two fish. But what good is that going to do in a huge crowd? Verse 10, tell the people to sit down, Jesus said. Okay, so I'm going to stop actually in verse 10. And I just want to talk about miracles 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 are not worked out in the natural now i love this story i read it i'm like so encouraged because it it really makes you see how our natural mind our human brains want to pull something back into the natural it says that um jesus saw the crowds and he asked philip where you know what how we're gonna feed them and philip's like you know, we can't even work for months to even feed these people. These people are following Jesus because they saw these mighty miracles. So the question was actually a really great question. That is a natural question. And Jesus in verse six, it says, now Jesus knew exactly what he was going to do, but he was testing Philip. And it's a natural question, but God, how many times is God asking us a natural question, but expecting us to have a faith-filled answer? Now, Philip could have been like, I never thought you would multiply this little boy's lunch. Yes, but at the same time, he came straight back into the natural. So um, I want to say that one, we are spirit beings alive in the God. You will never get a miracle by solving an issue in the natural. If it is a natural issue and you want a miracle, it won't be solved. Then, Then what's the point of the Lord? You know? God will be glorified in all we do as long as we're walking in faith. Otherwise, we're just doing stuff on our own, leaning on the arms of the flesh. Um, When I read this, it really just quickened in my spirit. God isn't subject to the natural. The natural is subject to God. I love in verse, um, let me see here. It talks about where Andrew said, what about the little boy's lunch? It makes me think about what Kenneth Hagin always says. He says, um, you can have... You can have doubt in your head, but faith in your heart, right? You can think in your head, like, I don't know how this is going to work out, but in your heart, you're like, but it, but it could, you know, it reminds me of how you just need faith to say like the size of a mustard seed, right? So I'm like, when I hear that every time I'm like, man, if he never, ever thought God could multiply that little boy's lunch, or if, if God couldn't use that, he would have never said anything. None of the other disciples said anything, but he said, well, you know, he said, 
There's a little boy here with five loaves and two fish. Okay, that's faith. But what good is that going to do in a huge crowd? Now that's the natural mind thinking like, here's this, but but I, it won't do anything. And how many times do we have something in our hand that God's like, that's all I need. That's all I need. I need that little bit. But then we, we let that faith or we let that doubt override our faith. So I just want to say miracles. If you're believing God for a miracle today, I don't know what it could be financial or in your family or whatever it may be. And you feel like God is asking you, Jesus is asking you a logical question. What are you going to do? Be sure you don't reply with an answer or a doubt. Reply back with God. What can you do? What do I have? Like, if you can't see it, ask the Lord. Like, what do you have? Lord, I have this. I have these loaves and I have these fish. I don't know if it can do anything, but Lord, I have this. Reply back with that. Miracles. It's a logical question, but it has a supernatural result. How are we going to feed these people? Have them all sit down. Have them all sit down. We still don't have food. That's an awfully big faith action for thousands and thousands of people. Okay, have them all sit down. So just remember today that God has a miracle for you, that this just isn't the Bible, that literally we can have everything the Bible says we can have. We can put ourselves in those shoes. We can know that God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That if he said it, he'll bring it to pass. If you have something in your hands, if you give it to God, he'll bless it. And just to throw this in at the end, because the reason why I actually truly love this story, I mean, I love it for multiple reasons, but verse 12 to me, When God blesses you, just remember the stewardship on it. I love verse 12 because it says that after everyone was full, Jesus told his disciples, now gather the leftovers so nothing is wasted. That's why I love the story is because when the Lord blesses you and you see that exceeding abundance, because you will, because that's what the word says, and you see the Lord bless you in abundance and you have all this extra stuff, Don't let any of it go to waste. It would have been so easy for everybody to just leave the excess and, you know, maybe it got later off to the wayside and no one really worried about it, but Jesus did. He made it a point to say, gather up all the leftovers. When God blesses you, be sure to be faithful with all of it. Be sure not to waste anything. Be sure to be a good steward. Be a very effective steward. Know where your stuff is. Know where your blessing's heading so nothing's getting wasted. Because honestly, if the Lord wants to bless you, you've been found faithful to be able to contain the blessing. But two, you want to be even see a greater reward. You, you want to see yourself go to a new level. So be sure even when that breakthrough comes, not if it comes, When that breakthrough comes, you want to make sure that you're able to gather everything, that nothing's falling to the side, that nothing's left out. Make sure that if you, if the Lord blessed you with a nice new pair of shoes, make sure that those shoes are clean. Make sure that they're taken care of. Make sure that they're just not thrown in the closet somewhere. Make sure that if you have clothes, they're hung up on hangers, you know, and see what the Lord's going to do. He is going to take you from glory to glory, but you have to believe the Bible. You have to do what it says. And when God asks you a logical question, give him back a supernatural response. Be like, Lord, how are we going to feed these people? We're going to do it. I don't know necessarily how we're going to do it, but just put your faith in him. Put your faith in God. And I'm excited to hear all the miracles that are going to take place. 
before 2020, of course in 2020, but even before. So I love you all. Keep liking, sharing, posting, whatever, however. Be encouraged. I love you guys. I will talk to you soon.